Hey everyone, welcome to Drop the Mic. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, wanted to just let you know that coming up on this podcast is a great friend of mine who I finally had a chance to sit down and have conversations with. Uh, Roland Rojas of Bitslate will be on the podcast in just a few minutes. Um, it takes place a little bit, um, a few weeks ago when we recorded this, so if it feels a little weird, um, which it shouldn't, but if, if it does, then you'll know probably that's why. Um, if you are doing anything that you want us to announce on the podcast, be sure to send it to us at hello at nyfilm, F-I-L-M, loft, F L O F T dot com. That's hello at New York com. You can send it to us and uh, maybe we'll uh, read it up on the air. Um, I don't have anything coming up right now, but I will actually announce that um, on December 1st, if you're a dog lover, um, and I think most people are, um, we're going to be doing some cool. Um, things uh, here in New York City um, at the Ben Sherman pop-up store. Um, we're going to be teaming up with a few of my um, really good friends uh, to um, host a uh, what we call a yappy hour. Yep, it's a it's a time where owners can come to the store, and uh, we're going to have drinks, and you can bring your little your pet and it's going to be fun you know so you don't have to leave your pet at home when you want to go outside and you know and play with the humans so you know if you want more information about that that be sure to um, follow us on instagram at nyfilmloft or you can find us on twitter at the same handle nyfilmloft or you can go to our website newyorkfilmloft.com and just send us a message to our contact form, and we're more than happy to send you the information on how you can attend. All right? It's going to be fun. December 1st um, in New York City at Ben Sherman pop-up store. Um, and then other than that, I'm not really doing a lot. Thanksgiving's next week, so that should be fun. And um, we have a bunch of... So you'll... We're going to have a few podcasts coming at you like this week, you know, so you'll probably get about two or three new podcasts this week. We have some great um, conversations that we had recently, so I want to get those up before the holidays so you have some good listening, you know, you can have some food, some drink at Thanksgiving, and if you want to slip off into the house somewhere and get away from all the family stuff, and you can pop your headphones on and listen to our podcast. Or you can, you know, if you're traveling somewhere on the bus or a train to get to hang out with your friends or family for Thanksgiving, you can listen to us on your way. So that's it. Um, it's going to be a great podcast coming up, um, Roland Rojas of Bitslate. So um, hope you'll enjoy it. And uh, if we don't hear from you, happy Thanksgiving. I can't believe you two took that raving lunatic seriously. What do you think this is? <laughs>
busy days, I'm sure it is busy with you. Thanks for being on the podcast, dude. Yeah, man. It's been... So what? So what? You what? What's been? What you been up to today? Like so, uh, what? What time is it there? Like f- uh, three o'clock. It is four ten. Four ten. Mm. So I'm sure you've been. I have been uh, talking to some filmmakers. I've been uh, handling some pre AFM stuff. Um, nice. Yeah, so, you know, just the usual day in my life, a life of, uh, I don't know what, um, <laughs> life of a very sad person. What do you mean sad? It was sad. You weren't, <laughs> the only thing you can be sad about is that, that the Steelers aren't playing today. <laughs> my days go up and down when it comes to, when it comes to what, what's going on, so I never know how to respond. Hmm. Yeah, I know how that is. I spend most of my day trying to answer questions from people sending me emails that, you know, or like uh, Facebook. We, we're having, this is a good question for you. Actually, maybe you can answer this question. Someone posed to me on Facebook, which was, when it comes to investors, right? How do oh, they, boy. Yeah. So their question is this. They're, they're this company that's kind of like in the film space but they're a tech company so he was he was he posed a question on facebook like how does how did you know how does he position himself to an investor and my immediate you know answer to him was that i don't think i think if you're a tech you're tech and if you film you film i don't think investors like the fact when they start crossing over so much well, that's a that's a that's a good point. Um, well, I shouldn't say a good point. That's an interesting dilemma to have because right. if you look at Bitsley, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think. We, yeah. Uh, what's that? I figure you would be like you. You guys are kind of in that conundrum in a sense. Yeah, and you know, I don't necessarily have the right answer for everything, but right. from what we've discovered, it's interesting to be in multiple realms because and we're a little different. We're not a we're not a film company. We're not you know, we're not um we're not in, uh, fully involved in the production part of things. Right. So, we're a marketplace and on a B2B marketplace inherently uh if you're online, which we are, right. inherently you're a tech company. Right. And you're an e-commerce company. Right. Because you're a marketplace. And your subject matter is selling film rights to distributors and exhibitors. So you're in the film business. Right. Uh, You can be categorized in the distribution realm. Right. Uh, So we fall into multiple categories. Mm. And from the perspective of the investors I've been talking to, it's not a bad thing to be categorized as multiple things because you can always move in in multiple directions at any given time interesting or at least maybe not move in multiple directions but enhance your revenue stream by being involved in multiple facets of right uh, a particular industry right because you have more obviously it gives you more options to to do things yeah yeah yeah. that's so that's one way of looking at it and that's how we've looked at it so Mm. I'm not sure if that's uh, if that answers your question, but for our sake, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to be in, in uh, considered in multiple avenues. Mm-hmm. Well, 
so I, my so you know to to kind of dive to digress in a, in a little bit, but kind of almost stay on the same point in the sense is, so you're in you're in film now, right? And this wasn't always where you were, and so let's 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 kind of rewind things a little bit for a second. Um, where did you like? Where you where did you grow up? Where where are you from? Like where where you know where did you you know go to high school? Yeah. So inner city of of New York. Hmm. Uh, I'm a Brooklyn born and raised uh, Hispanic. Um, you know, or you would say minority. Um, and growing up in Sunset Park slash Bay Ridge, you know, I was faced with a number of challenges, but, um, I always knew there was something out there that was more interesting or, or, um, uh, that I wanted to pursue outside of what I understood to be my immediate surroundings. Mm. So I went to school, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a public school kid, so I grew up, uh, in public, in the public school system, Mm. um, I went to high school in at Fort Hamilton High, oh. uh, home of Bernard King. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Bernard King. <laughs> um, and um, then I went to Hunter College in New York City. I don't think I actually knew that until you told me recently that you went there. Yeah. Huh. Um, so I got my bachelor's and master's from there. Hmm. Uh not in film, not in anything but psychology. So, oh, um, yeah. So, so wait uh, a minute, hold on. You, you. So, how do you? How does that? How did you like? Why? Why psychology? Oh, you know, um, I was pre med. You were pre med. Yeah, dude. I uh, <laughs> that didn't. Yeah, that didn't move forward. But I was interested in mine, so. You know, I, I um, wow. majored in psychology, and um, and then I went into brain and behavior, which led me to a, a master's in biopsychology, hmm. and um, I didn't pursue that professionally. I, I ended up through various reasons that are too long to discuss. Hmm. Uh, I went into finance. That's crazy. Um, it kind of fell in my lap if... if if you can believe that, um, yeah, yeah. the opportunity to get into a uh, an investment bank that handled Asian equities. Um, I started off as a guy Friday, worked my way through, uh, you know, their their um, office, and uh, ended up being at this firm for nine years mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, and learned a lot. Uh, traveled to Asia. Uh, was a while in Asia physically, mm. Mm. and what part of Asia? You know, I did investment banking for Asian equities for about twenty, twenty-three years. Wow! And um, all the while, I've I've always been interested in uh, in so many different things. Right. And you know that introduced me to a lot of interesting people, and then introduced me to a lot of different opportunities, um, both professionally and personally. And I, I know that one of the things I've always been interested in was film, mm. or at least the business side of the entertainment industry. Um, and so, 
you know, a, a while back, I started a production company called Hand in Hand uh, with the intention of creating original content um, hmm. with my with my now wife. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I found that the the best use, the best immediate use of my skills was in helping other productions raise capital. Hmm. Nice. Uh, for their, you know, for their projects. So I did that for a little bit, and uh, through that, uh, you know, through that endeavor, I, I learned um, about the, you know, I learned about the distribution side of things. I learned, uh, you know, we were advising people on on their distribution strategies and what their plans were, and I realized, and because we were dealing with mostly independent film, I realized that the the model the distribution model for independent film was broken. Mm-hmm. A lot of these independent filmmakers, you know, are not, um, how do I put this? They're, they're basically ignored and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a big part of the, I'm probably moving ahead a little too fast, but I'm trying to give an overall picture of what right. got me to Bitslate. Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, it's an underserved part of the industry. Independent film is, but yet it's the it's the fastest growing, and the largest in terms of content. Fifty thousand or so titles are produced every single year worldwide in the independent space. Right. That's a humongous amount of content. But what happens? And so to it's it? no wonder. I'm sorry. What What do you think happens? All that content that's well, that's the thing. It's no wonder that it's an underserved market because there's a flood of so much content that, you know, it can't possibly all find a home. Right. So, well, I think it's probably that, in theory, can help all of that content uh, get seen by all the distributors globally that are looking for content, whether it's a specific genre for a specific right in a specific territory, whatever the case might be. Right. You know, Bitslate can be the conduit for that content to find a home or various multiple homes, hopefully, right. throughout the world. So, uh, and that's the premise, you know, that's the premise of, of Bitslate. So, you know, if I'm a... Let's, so, I guess, you know, when we're talking about Bitslate and, you're, you know, the fact that, you know, there are, there is a lot of content out there now. Um, for better or worse, whichever that happens to be, um, you know, obviously the in- invention of the the digital video camera, the cell phone, and all these other other you know items have made it incredibly easy for content to be created. Now, obviously, my podcast is is testament to that situation. Um, so, I guess my question, you know, it, it must be a little bit of a challenge, and and I guess in a, in a certain way to um to maintain a, a a sort of level of quality um for the content that comes through to for your buyers um so as a filmmaker you know like what you know what would you say is kind of like the most important thing to have or to be involved in or concentrate on um before they 
you know, decide to step up to the plate and put their content on BitSlate. You know, something that basically helps them because obviously, you know, if someone has just shot something and it's, you know, maybe it's their first piece, it's not, you know, it's not something that goes in a Tribeca, but, and they decide to put it up there, but they're competing technically still with a lot of other more polished pieces. How do you, so what, what do you recommend talking, telling these, these filmmakers, like what stage should they be at? Where, you know, should the content be at? You know, what, what's your recommendations for those kind of people? Yeah. I mean, that's you bring up an interesting point that we, um, that we handle every day, Mm -hmm. uh, basically. Um, first of all, you know, like I said, there are, there's a ton of content coming out every year, but, um, what we tend to say to a filmmaker, whether it be, you know, a, a previously award-winning filmmaker, um, and whether that award is a major film festival or a minor film festival or a significant award like an Emmy or an Oscar, what we tell them is uh, the same. Right. Our, our platform is agnostic to genre, to, um, you know, to anything that, uh, that would put your film less on the scale or higher on the scale, we try and create a level playing field for everyone. Right. And how we do that is uh, by giving them a, a simple example. So I, I usually say uh, that we're, we're not, we don't curate content for genre or for appeal right. because what might be appealing for uh, what I feel personally, and and because we're a marketplace, you know, we are agnostic by uh, definition. Mm-hmm. But what I personally feel might be good content for the U.S. or may not work for the U.S. market, mm-hmm. may be perfect for another territory like Greece or like you know Thailand or like um, Australia right. or Eastern Europe or you know South Africa or whatever the case might be. So there is no way, because of the multitude of territories and regions globally, there's no way that we can identify or that we know, there's no way that we can know what is in vogue at any given time everywhere in the world. Because, you know, genres of interest are always changing every quarter or even every month. Audiences' tastes change all the time. Uh, So... A few years ago, we had, you know, the Twilight Sagas, right? right. The Twilight Trilogy. Right. So everyone started making werewolf and vampire movies and um, all these different things. And now, good luck finding a movie with uh, of that genre <laughs> because it's been just saturated and no one, you know, the audiences have just moved on. Right. They're not interested in that type of genre anymore. Right. So, um, you know, you, you and I walk into a showroom, a car dealership or an antique store. Let's just say uh, I've used the antique store uh, analogy enough. So let's say we walk into a car dealership. Mm-hmm. I see a car that I love and you look at the same car and you don't like it because right. you'd rather have a sedan than a, than a coupe right. or, you know, you'd rather have an SUV than a, than a hatchback. Right. So what what we might think is is great, someone else else might think, eh, or vice versa. So right. 
what I tell filmmakers is we only want uh, quality made content. Right. So if the production value is great, that's, that's all we seek. Right. And if we have the proper assets in place where we can make a swift delivery or we can make a quick few C, or, you know, not quick, but we can make a, a quality control of the assets that are be, to be delivered. Right. And if it needs um, encoding for specific platforms, et cetera, we can do it with a master. If we have all the proper assets that we require and the production value of that content is good, that's all we need. Hmm. Um, because, you know, we're showing it to 5,000 buyers globally. Oh, wow. I didn't know. So what, uh, what one might find, oh, this isn't interesting for us. It's not interesting for us. A few other buyers in other parts of the world will say, oh, this is perfect. We are looking for a quirky, you know, uh, micro budget film. Right. So it it really depends on the, the buyer, not necessarily on us, Mm. but as long as the production quality is good, that resolves our, our needs. Mm-hmm. And, and and as for the I mean, buyers concerned, how how do the how do the buyers end up coming to the platform? Like, what is it you think is the attraction for them? And and then also, is do you see any kind of um, any type of specific tre- uh, trends that buyers are like right now? Or like you said, well, Twilight used to, that kind of content was hot. Is there any? Th- type of content right now do you think or maybe going forward you think is going to be like is our web series or shorts really popular uh, you know what type of content do you think the buyers are are especially interested in now right um well uh, i'll answer the first question first and then uh, yep move on to what is probably trending or or interesting now yep that we're seeing so um so what um, how buyers know us is uh, multi multifaceted. So we go to all the major markets in the world, right? So mm-hmm. we go to so in t- in a week from now, I'm already in LA because I'm getting ready for the American film market, which happens every year at the same time in Santa Monica. Yep, it's probably the largest global um, film market uh, of the year, mm-hmm. and then. You know, there are television markets, there are other film markets, like in January, there's Natby, which is a TV market in Miami. Right. Uh, in March, there's Hong Kong Film Mart, which we always go to in, uh, obviously, in Hong Kong. Um, and that caters to both television buyers and um, uh, buyers for television broadcast and for other platforms and venues. Hmm. Uh, and then there's, you know, the traditional ones like Cannes. Uh, or the Cannes Film Festival. Right. Uh, there's Venice Film Festival. There's Berlin, uh, and then there are the what's called the MIPS, which are the TV markets that are held in France as well. They happen in October and also in April. So we go to all these major markets and sit down, have pre prearranged meetings with buyers. We get to know what they what they're looking for. We get to know what they. Uh, you know what they typically are uh, wanting, and again, that changes every time we meet them. But nevertheless, we kind of know what they're looking for because we keep uh, in contact with them throughout the year. And uh, at the time, we tell them what we have new on the platform, and and um, as we get to know the buyers, uh, we 
get to know their appeal and their, you know, their way of doing business. So we reach out to, and now we have, we've built a, I guess we built a, um, a database of about uh, 5,000 to 5,500 buyers mm-hmm. globally, which is, you know, that comprises about a good 90% of all the buyers in the world. Wow. Um, and so when we, when we get a new piece of, uh, when we get a new title, we reach out to the buyer specifically that would be uh, traditionally interested in that title. So mm-hmm. if it's a buyer that, if it's buyers that, if it's a documentary uh, that covers human rights or uh, that covers something that would be appealing to specific buyers, we reach out only to those specific buyers and we say, hey, we've got something that you might find interesting. Right. Take a look. Here's the trailer. Here's the here's the poster. Here's a brief description of what it entails. Um, and if you want to learn more, or if you want to buy the title for your for your territory, you know, if you haven't registered on BidSlate already, please register on BidSlate. You can. That's where you can find the, you know, the the watermarked encrypted screener for you to consider, um, and you can start buying the asset or the sorry the title i keep saying asset but you you can buy the title there for your territory right um so we it's and we also do a lot of um, marketing for our films uh (laughs) to buyers uh on a regular basis so we we do a lot of marketing campaigns in in um, trade magazines like variety and hollywood reporter and screen international so through multiple gamuts we get to know uh buyers and we constantly um, refresh their memory on who we are and what we have to offer. Sure. And so now, you know, as because we're only, I'd say now we're about two years old, we have to, hmm. um, you know, we have to do this on a regular basis. Right. Uh, but now people are, buyers are starting to come back to us in, as return customers, so to speak. Nice. And asking, oh, I, I saw this on your website, I'm interested. Uh, and they'll ask us a question or they'll ask the filmmaker directly a question through our portal, you know, through our platform. Right. Uh, and then the, the deals get done uh, almost automatically now. Nice. Wow. That's pretty cool. I mean. And the second question, mm-hmm. um, what we're, I mean, we, we handle, we handle probably, well, yeah, I guess we handle all formats. We handle uh, narrative features, documentaries, short film, uh, limited series, web series, you name it. Hmm. Um, and what we have found to be very, very good sellers are short, short films. Um, interesting just in general, no specific genre, but of the feature film length, uh, we found recently that documentaries are very are very good for us. I mean, we've we've done really well with documentaries, uh, and we are doing also very well with sort of the the uh, uh, Bollywood titles and urban titles as well. Wow, wow! I'm surprised. I'm, you know, um, that's good and, news. And they don't all fall into the same buyership, right? So, sure. You know, short short form content appeals more to broadcast channels. Right. Um, the documentaries are uh, more interesting to broadcast networks. Right. 
so we've signed deals with a number of international broadcast companies and domestic too. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's, it's, it's different. Um, it's different buyers for different things. I'm just, I'm just wanting to describe before I, you know, I don't want to make it too general of a, of a comment. I want to make sure that it's understood that, you know, it's, uh, this content might be hot, but it's, it's also for specific buyers. Sure. It's not just in general. Sure. Sure. I think, I think, I think that, you know, it's good news to a lot of content creators because traditionally short films have always kind of been, you know, festival fillers and then they kind of in there, you know, so that, and it's tough, it's traditionally tough, been tough on them to kind of do something beyond the festival, which is nice now that there's an option for them, um, a place for them to spread and, and and be and put their you know because there's been some really even you know at my film festival that i do every year i've had maybe four or five films that were just brilliant like absolutely brilliant and i always wonder like okay so once you finish your, your run what can you do with it or can you the, right. and, and traditionally for them it was the only thing they could either do was hopefully try to find somebody who would buy it and put it on broadcast on, on some platform, put it on, you know, traditional digital platforms and see if they can make, you know, a VOD, you know, experience for themselves or try to stretch that short into a longer formatted film, which most times they don't have the money to do that. So it kind of just, uh, you know, what about animation or, or animated projects do you guys get much of those uh well we're starting to uh we are partnering up with a few production companies that offer a specific genre cool um and animation is one that we're looking to bring on more and more we um in our i mean again we're only two years old so yep um we've only been around for a short period of time but animation is something that is very appealing to uh to Eastern buyers, and by Eastern I mean the Asian, the Asian buyers in right. throughout Asia. Right. Uh, and we're par- we're looking to we're looking to partner up with specific producers that offer only animated content, mm. uh, nice. which I think would boast us very well. Yep. And and obviously the films would would you know hopefully find new homes that they otherwise wouldn't wouldn't have found yep. if we weren't around. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would love to get more animated content on board. And by the way, your your film festival is coming up in what four months? Four months, yes. Uh, is uh, is your is your acceptance uh, window f- closed or is it still open? No, it, it's. Um, I think our 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 last day is um, Jul- January eleventh. Uh, so. Ah, uh, good. And we have about, I think I have about um, 70, 80 films submitted so far. So, nice. Yeah. I mean, we I might, usually. We might, we might add to that. Oh, so, that would be, yeah, well, you're welcome to do that, obviously. Because. Yeah, we've got a few more t- titles that we've just come on board, that have just come on board that are um, up your, uh, you know, up your festival's alley. Cool. That, that, yeah. You know, is. Um, since so you've you know you said you're you know Bitslate's a young company and 
it's still growing and there's so many things still to do and to explore and stuff. Is there anything that has happened during this two-year journey of yours that has um, been a, like surprising or something Everything. that you... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true, um, right? Yeah, well, I, I would say, I mean, I would say, first of all, that while I said it's a two-year-old company, it's really, it's really been around, it's really been a company since 2012. Right. Um, we launched, it took us, you know, four or five years and several times to build the platform, Right. Um, you know, technically build the platform and uh, get everything going. So we've been transactional for the past two years. Right. So, um, the journey is really six years, uh, going on seven years long Mm. and the surprises are endless. Um, (laughs) and they, and they happen almost every day. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Some days, you know, it it depends on the day, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Right. right. As as anybody who's ever started a company would say, uh, or would agree with, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, uh, surprises are multi, multifold from financing to, right. you know, technical challenges when people say you can't do it or, you know, this can't go this way, that can't go that way. I always say, well, you know, this company did something uh, that no one thought would, not this company, not my company, but someone else's company. Right. Um, Good deal. Is putting you know spaceships and or satellites in the right. in the uh, up in the atmosphere into space, in and space. we can't and we can't simply code this into. <laughs> I mean, if it you know if it comes to someone's mind, it's certainly possible to be built. Is what I is what I always think. Right. If it's imaginable, you can you can make it happen. Mm. Um. So I mean. Uh, the, the biggest challenge, I guess, is when I hear that people say, oh, this isn't, this can't be done, or that can't be done, or this can't be done. Because so far, we've, we've managed to buck that trend and, and actually prove that it can be done. Well, I think this and is a I great time to the, do it. Yeah, and I think that's also the spirit of the filmmaker. Right, you know? right, uh, right. The filmmaker is always facing that challenge of people telling them, oh, you shouldn't do this, or... Oh, that can't be done. Yep. And they don't let that stop them. Nope. So, uh, you know, I owe it to the film the film community to make sure that it can happen. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, it the the you you know, you represent kind of like, you know, Bitsley kind of represents that like you said, the spirit of the filmmaker and also the spirit of the startup in a sense too, right? Cuz I mean, both both of them spend a lot of cycles getting rejections um being told it can't be done being told it's impossible you know so they they spend a lot of time trying to overcome all of these little hurdles and stuff so um the fact that you're um that a company like yourself like uh, an entrepreneur like yourself has kind of come along and said yeah, it's not true. I think we can do this. I got this. It's good. We good. We, we you know, and you're doing it. And, and it's funny because when I mention Bitsley to filmmakers, um, they are like 
the first, and this is why I asked you about the um, shorts, right? Because first three questions I get is, can it do shorts? I say, yes. Well, can it do web, web series? I'm like, yes. They're like, so they're, because they, they're so shocked in a lot of ways that, what? There's a company that's actually doing something that we can use that's like, that really actually services us and we're not like sitting there having to give up tons of equity and doing all these jump through hoops and stuff. I'm like, you know, you, you gotta be out there, man. You gotta learn what, what these, what tools are out there for you. And, and it was funny cause just the other day I was reading, uh, sadly enough, well, I don't know. I'm not really sad about this, but I heard that, um, without a box is starting to get in there, closing their shop and a lot of that is because you know other companies like you know film freeway came along and decided you know what we can actually do that and give people the ability to do it cheap instead of having to spend so much money which so you know that was a company that i think for a long time the the filmmakers felt like well they were like this is there was nothing else they that was the only way they could do it and i think you know that was that's a perfect you know uh, testament to the fact that you can't be satisfied with just what's status quo all the time. Yeah, and look, I mean, traditionally, and I'll also say, I, you know, sometimes I um, I get really emotional. I, I thankfully, maybe for your sake, I haven't I haven't uh, on this in this conversation, but I get really passionate about this stuff and right. I get, you know, a little wound up and it's hard to, it's hard to contain me. Sure. <laughs> I'm like a, you know, um, cause it's, you know, it's exciting stuff, but yep. it, frankly, it's not about me. It's right. about the company and right. what the company can do. Right. I'm just the one that's trying to get it, you know, get the company up to speed here. Right. But Bitslate is really, you know, the, the bees knees, and obviously I'm going to take a biased opinion on that, but it's, <laughs> it's the bee's knees for the independent filmmaker because most people wouldn't even think about uh, a, a typical, a traditional sales agent wouldn't even think about saying to a filmmaker, give me your short. I can sell it. Right. Absolutely. Because they don't want to waste their time with a short. Right. But you know what? Everything has a home. Right. I like to say there's a seat for every ass. Right. And it's true. I, you know, everyone has something that is valuable to someone else right um and shorts have traditionally been a calling card for filmmakers uh and it still it still is the case but you know with the with the millennial generation now um on their mobile devices more and more and uh overall attention spans being so limited shorts are the perfect entertainment yep for a commute, a, you know, a short uh, 10 minute or 20 minute um, piece of entertainment that you can just watch in one sitting and say, oh, that was interesting. Yep. And it's a testament to the filmmaker because it could still be used. It could, it could still make some money. Yep. And it can also be used as a calling card for the filmmaker. It shows future partners of that filmmaker uh, how the guy or girl, you know, the man or woman uh, produces a film, directs a film, um, and it also uh, helps the filmmaker say, I, "I have a, you know, I have a history of 
of making films, here they are. Right. Uh, and now it's time for me to move on to feature films. Right. It's also or good. Or in the middle of, or good. between projects. He might just want to have an idea and he wants to put it on film. It's and a good it's place for them to, 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 to um, really uh, show their storytelling skills too because within that 30-minute yeah. window to be able to effectively do it um, I think is a real strength of, of talent. So, Right. And, uh, and also, you know, you can make money and get your work out into the world as a, as a calling card. So yep. short serve is a multiple facet, faceted uh, tool now. Right. Um, and to add to that, web series are also considered shorts. Yep. And they've done really well for us. Because yeah. you can can uh, sell them and market them to buyers as not only a series, a short form series, but also standalone shorts. Mm. Mm. Yes. yes. Because each episode is, you know, each episode falls into the category of a short film. Right. Or short content as, as it's usually called. Right. 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 And, um, you know, so, you know, to kind of, um, go quickly into the future for for bitsley what's you know what's something that you you know in the, in the short term that you're hoping to kind of um do um to kind of prepare for the future of content um are you're getting into and then kind of um so we've had this conversation kind of i know you don't want to get do like a lot of the creative stuff but from the producing side is that something that you guys or you you personally want to get back into doing? Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I have always been interested in, uh, along with other the other things that I've been, that I mentioned, I was interested in. I've also liked um, to I like building things. I right. like putting things together. I right. like you know I like seeing things come from nothing or from a concept to reality. Right. So producing has always been interesting, um, and so I I don't doubt that Bitslate will get to that at some point. Right. Um, you know, we've produced a few titles this year, or helped produce a few titles this year. Nice. Uh, ourselves, and you know, they're they're doing well on various platforms, um, and so that is certainly a possibility for the future. And there are other things that we also are heavily looking at and and actively pursuing, um, some of which are a little too early to talk about. Sure, but of course. I'll be the first to you know I'll be the first to put up the flag and say, "Hey, Keep look looking. at what we've you know man." <laughs> yeah. yeah, pay attention to us because we're going to be doing stuff soon. You know, make exactly. sure you keep so, us on our on your radar. So uh, there are definitely more things coming for Bitslate. Um, you know, when they will be available is the question. Uh, but they are they are coming. Well, when they come, where can people find you um, to find out more and to keep up to date with what you guys are doing? Well, definitely, you know, keep an eye on our platform, uh, bitslate.com. Uh, and we are often in the trades. So, you know, keep your eye out for um the the trades like variety and and uh and the like especially uh, now like i mentioned and afm's and, coming up so who knows what we'll see coming out of there right yeah exactly mm. and you know just 
follow us on all the major social media platforms. Uh, it's BitSlate uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vimeo. Um, they're all the same at BitSlate. Yeah, I love. I follow your Instagram. I love you. The stuff you guys post up there, and 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 when you post up clips of stuff, and what, so you know, as a selfish thing, my favorite time of the year is Christmas because whenever you guys do, when it was Christmas or uh, New Year's, you guys always pull like these really cool um, animated gifts of your um, <laughs> logo, which I think are so cool. Yeah. So uh, you know that, you. that uh, yeah, good. We, we, I think we. I think thank you. I think we came out with uh, with one or two already for Halloween. Oh, and uh, we're working on a few for uh, Thanksgiving, for for Christmas, for New Year. We'll probably expand it to uh, we'll probably expand it to Valentine Valentine's oh, Day in time for your film festival. Yeah, um, and a few other things too. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I love we, those we things. We like man. doing it. So. Huh? <laughs> I love I love seeing those things. There's always something interesting. <laughs> so. We like doing them, so thanks for that. Oh, well, um, you know, um, I wish that um, everybody, all filmmakers that listen to this and beyond, need to make sure they go up to Bitsley at the very least, just to go up there and see the kind of stuff that you guys are working on. And you know, I wish that you guys you know, conquer the world. Cause I think there's a, there's a great place for you guys in the space. I, you know, even be, even beyond independent, I hope at some point there's a place beyond where the world, yeah. And beyond <laughs> the world. Exactly. Um, and wish you guys all the success in the world. And if you ever want to come back to the podcast, you're all more than happy to, to join us anytime, any place, whenever we, uh, have a time for you guys to come in and stop in and uh, be part of the conversation. Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'll, I'm more than happy to come back. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some some good news soon, and I'll I'll bug you to. Oh, maybe to, we can uh, have you back after you come back from AFM if you have any like noodles that you can share with us. That would be cool. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, definitely have something probably by then, uh, and you know we'll we'll see. All right, well... Looking forward to the next time. Yeah, me too. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Talk soon. Take care, Darren. Bye-bye.